Welcome to Lola's Frugal Life Podcast. If you're on a mission to be more frugal with both your time and money, you're in the right place. In this podcast, we talk about topics that help enhance living a frugal lifestyle. The goal is to save time and money where we can so that we can use the rest on what matters most to us. We talk a lot about both time and money management so that we can waste as little as possible on both. We do this while also embracing a progress over perfection mindset. If that sounds good to you, then please stick around for the latest episode right after a few quick words from our sponsor. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hi, everyone. So today I wanted to talk about impulse spending and have you just kind of consider and think about if it might be impacting your life in any way and if there might be any things you might want to do to kind of pull back on impulse spending a little bit. How many times have you gone into Target to buy one or two items and came out with many more items than those things you went in for? Do you ever think about the fact that had you not walked in the store that day, you would have not spent the money on those items that you had no intention of buying? Have you ever been listening to a podcast or been watching YouTube or some other programming and heard some type of product talked about and then you go rush to order it because you need to have this item and don't want to forget about it? But then do you ever think that if you might forget about it, if you didn't order it right away, maybe you didn't really need it? Because if it's something that you really needed, you would naturally be reminded often all the time as you were just living your life that you really needed that item because it's it's impacting you not having it. So if you need to rush to buy something because you're gonna forget, you probably maybe don't even really need it. Otherwise, why are you forgetting that you needed that item? So impulse spending is when we make those purchases, like I was just describing, on a whim without really giving much consideration to how those items are gonna impact our financial situation. And in order to reach the financial goals that we have set for ourselves, it's important to be aware of impulse spending and take steps to prevent it. Because impulse spending not only impacts financial goals, but it can also cause clutter in our homes. And even if we're really good with you know, decluttering on a regular basis, it still takes time away from other things we could be doing. Like who wants to take more time to declutter than you have to just because you decided to pick up some extra items at the store that you really didn't need? So today I was just gonna share some tips on how you can reduce impulse spending so that it doesn't have a negative impact on your finances and your home. So one of the um, most important I guess the most useful tips that I have found, um, which many people do talk about, is giving yourself a waiting period. When you have the urge to buy something, if you can just put it on a list or add it to a shopping cart or a save for later, um, you know, a lot of Amazon specifically has save for later. I would imagine some other online shops have that too, but I'm not 100% sure. But if they don't, even if you just write it down on, on a list, um, some people have like a 24-hour rule. Some people do seven days. Um, I've heard of a 30-day list where you write something down on a list. And if you um, still want it in 30 days, 
and then you let yourself purchase it. Um, there's really no right way to do it. It's just about giving yourself time to think about making a purchase before you go ahead and order it. Because a lot of times after you give, your, give it some time, um, the excitement will wear off and you might find that you don't even want the item anymore. Um, if you like to shop on Amazon, you can add the item to your cart and then move it into a saved for later list. So it's not actively like in your cart anymore, but it's there in a list. When you go into your cart, you'll see um, a list below that says save for later. So I currently have 60 items in my Amazon saved for later. So can you imagine if I purchased all of those things? I couldn't even tell you what's in there. And I bet if I looked through them right now, I wouldn't even remember why I wanted those things. So having a waiting period can be a really useful tool in helping you decide if a purchase you're about to make is really something that you want or really need. So a lot of times it's just like the excitement of getting something new that causes us to kind of not put too much thought into something and just buy it. So by putting it on a list or putting it in a save for later um, or having some other way of tracking or keep, you know, keeping a list of these things that we might want to purchase in the future, it can give us a little bit of time to decide if we really want it. And even just by letting some time go by, if time went by and it really had no impact that you didn't have that, that can also kind of tell you if it's something that you um, really need or want to purchase. Of course, budgeting. Um, making sure you have a budget. When you keep a budget and you really want to stick to it, you're going to be more motivated to say no to unplanned purchases. And, you know, included in that budget, though, you do want to have some dollars for miscellaneous um, items, for um, impulse items, or even just things that just come up that you didn't plan on. And by having some money budgeted, you can make sure that you do not feel super restricted by your budget, that you can't make any impulse purchases because. I mean, an impulse purchase can be something as simple as being out shopping for the day and deciding to drive through Starbucks and get yourself a nice drink or a snack or whatever. An impulse purchase really is just anything that you didn't intend to buy and you decide to buy on a whim. So you do want to have some money set aside for those types of things so that you don't feel like you know, you're under this major restriction and you can't even spend a dollar here or there. Um, so some impulse spending is fine. We just want to keep an eye on it and have a dollar limit so that we're okay with the money that we're spending. And having a budget can also make you think a little bit more about whether purchasing an item is worth it because if you're going to use up those dollars that you had budgeted for miscellaneous purchases, you want to make sure that you're spending them on something that's worth it to you and not think, well, you know, I think I'd rather save this for something else. So it kind of just makes you put a little bit more thought into your purchases before you just freely spend without thinking too much. Another tip is definitely to try not to be tempted by sales. Stores obviously design sales to make you feel like you're missing out if you don't take advantage of this great offer. And one of the most important things that I've learned is that you don't save money by spending money. If you need something and it's on sale, then great, get it. But if you were not planning to buy something and you end up buying it, you didn't save money, you spent money. When you buy something you didn't intend to buy, you either probably caused yourself to go over budget or you made an impulse spend because something was on sale. So just really consider um, 
if there's a sale and you're gonna make a purchase, is it because you really needed that item and you're lucking out because it happens to be on sale or is it something that you never intended to buy and now you're gonna spend the money on it because you're being enticed by the store's sale tactics? Another tip is to create financial goals that are really exciting to you. When you have goals that you really wanna achieve, you can use them as a tool to help you not make poor spending decisions. And you need to kind of keep those goals in your mind, like talk about them and review them often. When you keep them on your mind frequently, you'll be more likely to consider the impact of an impulse spend on those goals. Like if you spend $20 on some random thing you saw at Target, that's $20 less now that's gonna go towards whatever your goal was. And if the goals you've created are really meaningful to you, it will be easier to make mindful spending decisions. So maybe you can try and break up your savings goals into some longer term goals like for retirement or maybe a home project um, for a future car, whatever it might be. But then also have some shorter term savings goals too because those are usually the ones that can be more exciting. And you know maybe it's gonna be for a vacation next year or maybe there's some activity you wanna do or you know whatever you might wanna save up for that's more short term, that can kinda of help keep you focused because it's more now, it's kind of hard to not buy something at Target because you can put that money towards retirement. Like it's, it's so far down the road and of course we all know it's important and we wanna put as much to retirement as we can, but when it's something so far, it's kind of harder to make that connection and be super excited about it. So if you can have some of those goals be for more current things, that can be really helpful too in kind of making them you know, a little bit more exciting than just saying, well, I'd rather put this $20 to retirement because it's so far down the road for some of us that it might not, you might not get that connection. Also, if you can try to remind yourself how good it feels when you make a planned purchase, that can be really helpful. Um, you know, if you see something that you really love, but it's not in the budget, see what you can do to add it to your budget for the future. Because when you budget for something and you save up for it, there is such a good feeling about making that purchase. You won't have any regret that you might get after making some unplanned purchase that made you go over budget. Because you put it in your budget, you saved up for it, and then you went and bought it. And sometimes over the course of time when you're saving up for something, you could wind up deciding that you don't even want it. Similar to that waiting period thing. If you know you're like, I really want to get this thing and you start saving up for it. There's times when you get to the end of saving up and you're like, I don't really know if I want to spend this much money on that item. So it's just a good practice anyway. And what's the harm? If you, if you have, um, that money set aside for whatever it was and you decide not to purchase it, now you can use it for something else. And, you know, in addition to, like if it is something that you wanna end up purchasing, just the fact of saving up for something can be fun because as you as you kind of like plan for it and save for it and you watch the money build and it's just kind of fun to, to do that. And anticipation is part of the fun in life. So by saving up for things, you can extend the joy you get out of that purchase by, you know, saving up for it and watching your money grow as you're putting money aside to make this purchase and knowing that when you make the purchase, you have the money set aside and it's not going to have any negative impact on your finances. Another tip is to unsubscribe from promotional emails. 
So promotional emails are written in a way to make you think you need to buy something that you had no idea you needed prior to reading that email. Just like when I was talking about with the sales in the stores, it's the same type of thing. It's really, they're really designed to make you feel like if you don't take advantage of this deal right now, you're going to miss out. So if you feel like that is an area where you end up making impulse purchases, try unsubscribing from those emails. That's if you're able to. I have never been successful still to this day at unsubscribing from emails, so I don't even try anymore. They still come into my inbox, but I just delete them before I even see what it says. I just bulk delete emails. I, I mean, I, I don't bulk bulk delete, like I don't just select everything and delete because there are actually some important emails in there, but I just go in and I just look if it's not something that I know is important. I just delete, 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 and don't even look at them. So maybe if you are having trouble unsubscribing from emails, you can try and make it a practice to just automatically delete without even reading the email or seeing what the subject is when it's from stores or other promotional um, companies. Because don't worry, there's always gonna be another sale on whatever it is that they're promoting. And you can always track down that store if it's something that you really need to, um, to purchase because they're gonna be out there and they're gonna be easy for you to find. You're not gonna lose out because you didn't make a purchase from that email. And the final tip um, I have on this topic is if you really struggle with making impulse purchases, then maybe try to make it a point not to go shopping, just to go shopping. Um, when you go to the store, make sure it's for a purpose. You can try and make it a challenge to buy just what you went in for and get out of the store. I know I used to do that when um, I'm actually really, I, I don't really struggle too much with impulse spending in person. I find it a challenge more on Amazon because I think of something and I can so easily just go on and add it to my cart. Um, so that's where I struggle more. I don't really struggle so much in person shopping anymore because I kind of have gotten really good about making it a habit of just purchasing what I went in for. Um, but I used to struggle in that area and I kind of made it fun for myself. I don't know if this is fun for everybody, but I would make it a challenge where I would just go in and purchase exactly what I went in for. And when I would leave the store with just that item, which maybe might be like a $10 item or a $20 item, I would feel so good that I went in and just purchased that item that I went in for and I didn't get sucked into buying anything else. So you could try that. Maybe that might help, help you. Um, also, um, limiting the amount of times you go into go into the store, including grocery shopping, because the more often you're in the store, the more times per week you go into a store, the more opportunities you will have to make impulse purchases. So try to find something else to do with that time that you might have previously gone out shopping. Um, try and find something else you could do. That way you can resist the temptation of making additional purchases, because all of these purchases. Like I said, they impact your finances and they also can impact your home if you're buying extra things that you don't really need. It causes you more work because it causes you more things to take care of, more things to clean and organize, and you probably might have to declutter some other stuff if you end up with more than you can manage. So I hope these were helpful. I, um, I love talking about impulse spending because I feel like it's something that we can always kind of work on a little bit, even if we're pretty good with it. There's usually some little um, tweaking we could do to try and get even better at being really watchful of how we're spending our money. 
So that's it for today's topic. I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you back here next week. So thank you for checking in for this podcast episode. And don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. And you can find a blog post for most of my episodes and definitely all of my meal plan episodes at lolasfrugallife.com. You can also join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram so I could see your listening. Also, if you can please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, those ratings and reviews are what help the show come up better in search results so that other people can find this podcast. So that will really help me in growing my audience. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an awesome day.